wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian Mr. Fretz. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the Effing Great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening to you are listening to you are listening, then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now, enjoy the show. Are you ready? From the Gift of Podcast Studios, it's The Delight Show, and here's your host, Matt Chapel. Thank you, thank you very, very much. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Delight Show. My name is Man Chapel, the Monday Night Delight. It is a pleasure to be back with you. I apologize for not being here last week for the Delight Show. Hopefully you enjoyed our Gift of Podcast special we did last Monday, um, covering the very end of Nitro Raw and the Gift of Podcast. I promise to avoid becoming a Terry Funk on this network, there will be no more Gifts of Podcast. That show is over. It was a great time, but we're going forward with the Delight Show. Um, and in true Delight Show fashion, the moment I hit record on the first take of this, the garbage truck pulled up to take away all of my garbage. But they still left me with some garbage wrestling to talk about, and that's actually not fair. I've got a lot of good stuff, some garbage to talk about tonight, but let's talk about some other stuff. Where was the Monday Night Delight last week? Well, in short, I have had the week from hail, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I've started writing down everything that went wrong the last couple weeks and, um, well, we're going to talk about it here because I don't, I don't have therapy. So this is my therapy. So please, uh, please enjoy. Um, about a month ago, our dryer broke and you know, we, we got a dryer, we got married. It was secondhand, but fairly new then, uh, it has been across well, one state, but I, we've moved four times since then. It has sat in storage for over a year. It has been used nigh on consistently, especially after we had children, and it's been through one massive basement flood. More on those in just a little bit. So um, my dryer died. Earlier this year, our washer died. Um, our washer died the same week we got our tax refund. So we bought a washer. Um, and luckily we had some of that, that good old government stimulus package. Um, well, that's, that's not entirely fair. Luckily Jackie had some of her good old government stimulus package left and, um, and she was able to, to foot the bill for a new dryer. Uh, we bought this dryer, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, on the 16th of June, maybe the 17th of June. And they said, well, we're really backed up and I'm not going to tell you where we bought this dryer from, but it 
but we did not experience any highs during this process. There were no highs. I can't tell you where we bought the dryer from. Um, they said, well, we're really backed up. We can deliver it on the 3rd of July. Okay, 3rd of July. That's about as good as we're going to get here. Great. Please deliver it on the 3rd of July. Well, 3rd of July came. Uh, I am at work. We are getting prepared to open the library back up for people, which we'll talk about that in a little bit, too. And um, I get a call from my wife. Hey, dryer's here. Awesome. Not awesome, she says. Uh, they brought it downstairs, and as they're trying to set it up, they can hear something rattling around inside. Um, th- they gave us an option. They won't install it, and if they leave it, they take all the, uh, they lose all the responsibility if it catches fire and burns down our house. What do you want to do? Well, what am I supposed to say to that? Make them take the dryer. Take it back. We'll call them. We'll get a new dryer delivered tomorrow. Well, they take the dryer back. Uh, we talked to them on Saturday. On Sunday, they're going to bring us a different slightly better Maytag dryer. So, great. Everything's good. Everything works out. Um, Sunday uh, come and go, uh, comes and goes, no dryer. Um, they they had too many deliveries. They couldn't get it here in time. So they said, oh, first thing Monday. You'll be on the list. You'll be the first delivery on Monday. Well, that was also a lie. Uh, we were on the list, and our washer was on the truck. So, great washers come in they put the washer on the truck um and and they're on their way here now i go to i take my kids up to see my dad spend time with my brother mary grace and jackie stay here at the house waiting for the dryer um about six o'clock i get a call from mary grace now we were supposed to be the first delivery at six o'clock at night but okay that happens it's like hey like, hey we have a dryer and she goes no we don't have a dryer it's like what do you mean we don't have a dryer it's like oh they got the Maytag off the truck, and as they were pulling it down, something broke off of it, and they couldn't install it. It's making a really bad grinding noise inside. It's like, that's the same thing that happened with the Whirlpool dryer. It's like, I know, but it's weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's weird. Okay, what are they going to do? It's like, well, they're going back to the store now. They're going to call us in a little bit, set up a delivery for tomorrow, and bring us a different... They have another one of these Maytags. <sighs> okay. So... They call us back that night, as they're supposed to do. Said, "Hey, we're going to put this on there tomorrow. I can't say you're going to be the first delivery, but we'll get it there tomorrow." Now, this is on uh, Tuesday. About one fifteen, I get a call from Lowe's. Said, "Hey, we're uh, we're on our way to your house now. We'll be there about forty five minutes, and we will uh, install your dryer." Great. I'll get home from work Tuesday afternoon. There'll be a dryer in my house. About two thirty, phone rings. Very great. Says, hey, you got the dryer? And she just she just starts laughing maniacally. She's like, no, we don't have a dryer. I was like, what the fuck? You mean we don't have a dryer? And she goes, oh, well, they pulled this one down, and it's making the same rattling noise. It's like, did they bring the same dryer? And I will not be convinced they didn't load the same dryer as they did the week before or the day before. And, again, I don't blame the highs livery drivers. Because they just get in the truck and deliver what somebody puts in there. I blame whoever either loaded it or broke it at the facility. It's like, yeah, so we don't have a dryer. They're going to call back tonight. They did not call back that night. They did not call. Uh, we called on Wednesday and said, okay, we're going to get you a dryer. We actually have a, a nicer, higher quality Whirlpool. We're going to bring that to you. Okay, great. And so they've upgraded us twice. And I said, I swear, if we don't get this dryer by the end of this week... I'm going to hurt some people. Well, Thursday came, and we get a call. 
uh, our delivery driver is out sick. We're not doing any deliveries today. <laughs> okay. What can you do? You got to laugh or you're going to cry and punch somebody at the hardware store. So again, Friday, same call. Sorry, no delivery driver today. We can't, we can't deliver it. We can deliver it first thing on Saturday. It'll be the second delivery on our list. Okay. They put it, They put us on the list for Saturday. Promise to be second on the list. I call Lowe's the moment they open on, on Saturday. Actually, that's not fair. My wife calls Lowe's the moment they open. I'm at work. Um, and, so, and they say, oh, you're 11th on the list for delivery. At that point, they're already out and about. Nothing we can really do about it. So 11th, you know, 11th on the list. We're just going to wait. We're just going to wait. You know, the latest it's been at 6 o'clock. No problem. At 7.15, we get a call from Lowe's. Hey, we're going to be there in five minutes. At 7.20, they roll up to the house. They pull a, wa- or a dryer down from their truck. They bring it in my house. They hook it up. Thank Christ. This is a working dryer. That night, the basement flooded four inches deep. That uh, That's the second part of my weeks slash weeks from hell. Uh, we've had two major basement floods in the past two weeks. Uh, as you know, I live in small podunk shit town Dawson Springs, Kentucky, and I will mention them by name. Um, and, and when it rains more than 10 minutes, water starts seeping in my basement through the city's drains. Well, it rained for three hours, and this is three hard hours of rain, thunder, and lightning, and water is pouring into my basement. It's four inches deep. And luckily, I've got a little pedestal. I had this new washer, new dryer up on. They didn't get damaged, thank God. But I spent a good portion of my, uh, what day was that? Sunday. Sunday? Monday. Sunday. Pumping water out of my basement with a sump pump. I went and I actually bought rubber boots and waders because of this. Um, water pouring everywhere. It is a nightmare. Um, I have gone and bought mechanical plugs that have gone into these drain holes. They should hold the water out, but the amount of water might still be too much pressure for them. We'll see the next time it rains, which I think is day after tomorrow. Um, I'll keep you updated. If you suddenly see pictures of what looks like a swimming pool in my basement on Twitter, at MN underscore delight, you will see that, in fact, these plugs didn't hold. Um, and in case you're wondering, why don't you just go to the city and have them do something? I have. Their exact words are, it's not our problem. It's going to be their problem if it keeps going. What else happened this past week? Well, um, as I've mentioned a couple times here, Jackie, um, important people in our life, uh, important person in our life, Jackie, had a doctor's appointment. Jackie, I won't share a whole lot about her medical situation, HIPAA and whatnot, plus it's her information to tell. But we went to a doctor's appointment that she'd been waiting for for a little bit. Uh, this would happen last Tuesday night. This is the reason why there was no Delight Show. I could have I could have done all this and still done the Delight Show last week. But we went last week to the doctor. Um, it was a three-hour appointment, uh, and they wouldn't let me in. So I went to the casino, which they wouldn't let me in there either because my license was expired. Um, but no, she went in, they ran all these tests and said, hey, you're going to come back in August and we're going to talk about all of this stuff. Great, no problem. Well, on the way home, they called and said, hey, we need to discuss something abnormal uh, on your x-ray. We didn't get that message until 15 minutes after the office closed. 
So imagine what we thought all that night and a good part of the next morning. I had not watched Summer of Punk yet. I had not prepared a show. And Jackie was not in a place to be alone with that information. So Jackie, Mary Grace, and I uh, hung out and we watched. Uh, I think we watched RuPaul's Drag Race. Thanks to Kate. That's a great suggestion. Watch RuPaul's Drag Race. It's a fun time. Um, and we just hung out and tried to make her feel better. In the morning, I thought about doing a show and talking about some stuff. But the doctor's office did not call back until 11 o'clock. Uh, again, I can't tell you what's going on with Jackie medically. Her life is not in danger. Um, but there's some stuff got to be fixed. And going forward, that might mean late or postponed delight shows. But I'll do my best to be here every chance that I get. But the show is not as important as, as the people in my life. I hope you understand that. I went back to work yesterday um, with the public. As you know, I'm a librarian. Finally got certified. Um, as far as wrestling librarians go, I think I'm second. Uh, right behind Leva Bates, but right above Le- uh, Peter Avalon. Um, and, and the public is coming in. I want to thank the public of our town for not being dicks. Um, they, they started coming yesterday. They didn't have a problem waiting. They all wore their face masks. No one threw a punch. Thank you. Um, speaking of throwing a punch over face masks, I went to the Dollar General store the other night because I, I am in that hillbilly part of the country where Dollar General stores grow out of the ground, it appears. Uh, and uh, I got a mask on. It's Harry Potter, in case you're wondering. And if you're thinking, didn't you just do a show ripping apart the, the creator of Harry Potter? No, there is no creator of Harry Potter. It's a folklore that we all know and love. Regardless, um, I have a mask on. This guy comes in. He's probably 6'4". He's probably 280 pounds. He's covered in dirt and grease. He's he's wearing a road crew vest, so he's been working all day in the hot sun, and he's and he's not in a great place at the moment. And the girl behind the counter, she's probably 21, 105 pounds soaking wet, says, "Sir, I need you to put a mask on if you're going to be in here. We are actually under mask ma- mandate here in Kentucky." And he says, "What? Have you read the fucking Constitution? I don't have to wear a fucking mask if I don't want to." You can't make me. And he storms across to the counter. Well, I have a problem. And I I may have mentioned before, I am half Karen. My mother was absolutely a Karen. And I am half Karen. And I have this superpower of, if you want to call it, of being a Karen. And I know when to use it. And I know how to harness it. Luckily, my dad's temperament usually wins out. And I can control the Karen-ness in my brain. And my brain goes... Don't say anything. He's going to get mad, but he'll go away. Unfortunately, that thought came about a second after I started to say, wow, you're a selfish jerk. And he turned on me. He's like, what'd you say? I was like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. Dude. And I get, I just torn to him about the effectiveness of masks. It's about protecting other people. It's also a state law. He told me, again, I hadn't read the Constitution, which... I, I have. I've taken a lot of American history and American government classes. I've read the Constitution. Uh, he also told me that there's actually no such thing as the coronavirus. There's no such thing as the coronavirus. No one's died from it. His mother just traveled across country on a Greyhound bus, and she didn't get it. Now, I should not have said anything to that either, but I, I actually said, well, that was a real dumb idea. And oh, that's when his, clinch, his fist clenched. And my mother once got punched in the face at an Arby's because she couldn't control her mouth. And I was like... Oh, this is why he didn't swing, but I couldn't at that moment. I couldn't promise you he wouldn't. 
And he storms out. He doesn't buy a thing from the Dollar General. He just leaves. And I look around. I'm, I'm expecting praise and applause and adoration. And what I see is a bunch of toothless rednecks not wearing masks looking at me like I'm some liberal demon here in their delightful little messed up dollar store. I paid for my cat food and I left. Now, unfortunately, I had to go back that night and get some Tide to wash clothes in the new dryer that finally got delivered. And I walk in, and the same 105-pound girls at the counter, and I've got the Tide. And she looks at me and goes, are you going to yell at anybody else while you're in here? And I say, no. And, um, God, it's been a fun couple weeks. It's been a stressful couple weeks. Uh, and I did not mean for this to be the entire first segment of the show, but so be it. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk about a bunch of wrestling stories, and we'll be right back. What's going on, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast. More importantly, I am your general manager here at WrestleAddict Radio. And if you like what you listen to each and every week on this podcast stream, I think you'll enjoy all the bonus content that we have on our Patreon page, where for just $5 a month, no tears, just one small payment of $5 a month, you get exclusive access to all of our bonus Patreon shows from everybody within the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. On top of that, you'll get exclusive access to us via a Patreon chat where you can talk about different ideas, different things you want to see in our shows, and potentially even be a guest on one of our shows. So that's something that you are interested in being a part of, a wrestling community that keeps wrestling real. Go to patreon.com backslash WrestleAddict Radio and click subscribe. Now enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. Let's talk about wrestling. Um, we will talk about Summer Punk here in a second. But we got some other stories going on. Um, I wrote down in my notes, Fighter Fest notes. I want to talk about Fighter Fest. I watched Fighter Fest instead of Great American Bash. I did watch one match from the Great American Bash. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, overall, the shows were fine. I didn't think we really needed Nyla Rose squashing a couple of jobbers at Fighter Fest, which should be your summer pay-per-view. Um... Or which I guess acts as your summer pay per view. Which, what is fight for the fallen then? Which is tonight? I don't know. Um, Taz reintroduced his FTW title, which um, he had awarded to Brian Cage, which seems like a misstep here, unless Brian Cage is actually going to win the AEW title at Fight for the Fallen. And if he does, great. If he wins the title and he's holding up both these belts, or the FTW title just goes away. Um, great. But if not, is Moxley going to start carrying the FTW title? Is is Brian Cage going to be the real uncrowned world champion? Uh, I guess that is something they could do. They could have some kind of screw job finish where um, Mox and Cage double pin each other, or um, I guess double man double pin sounds terrible. Count out. They they get beat up on the outside so bad they can't continue the match. And so you have an uncrowned world champion with with Brian Cage, a crowned world champion with John Moxley, and you roll that in to um, to all in, and and you settle it there. Maybe that's something you can do. Um, Orange Cassidy was made to look like a million billion dollars, and for a moment, for a brief shining moment, it looked like he was going to pin Chris Jericho. He didn't. And, and maybe that's the right decision, but at the same time, it had a lot of WCW vibes where the heel has the win out over the young guy at the end, even when the crowd's with them. Now the crowd is other wrestlers. I get that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that was the right call or not. I didn't, 
the fact that I'm questioning it though is probably probably not so good. The Ape Man was fantastic. Um, night one notes because I haven't talked about night one. Here's what I remember from night one: Jurassic Express versus MJF and Wardlow was fantastic, and Penelope Ford versus Sheeta was way better than I really ever gave it credit for being beforehand. Penelope Ford came to play, which shows me that AEW could, in fact, run a proper women's division with who they have. I know Britt Breaker's on the shelf. I know that she just had nose surgery, nasal surgery. Uh, her legs also messed up. Okay. Um, but you have some girls there. You could form a legitimate division. No, you don't have the depth of talent that WWE does. But you got talent and you got people that... WWE doesn't have. You got Nyla, and Nyla has gotten so much better in the last year. You've got Sheeta, who is your champion. You've got Penelope Ford, who is more talent than I gave her credit for. You've got Leva Bates, who you keep putting on dark and in this librarian outfit. Let the woman wrestle. You got Allie, who, okay, Allie and Brandy as a tag team makes sense because they are they look amazing, and while they have more wrestling ability than I ever had. They don't have as much as some of the other people on the roster. Great. Them being the Nightmare Sisters, this is going to... Bl- I'm just waiting for this to blow up in Brandy's face and for Allie to, to become top heel woman on the roster. I'm okay with that. With Sheeta being the champion, and if Allie challenges Sheeta for the title after she destroys Brandy Rhodes, I'm okay with that. Let's do let's do that. That sounds like fun. Um what the hell is I talking about? The women's division in AEW needs some work, but you have the pieces. Put them together, Cody. More than one women's match on Dynamite. You have four tag team matches in a women's match every week. Let's make it two and three. Well, I guess three and two. Three tags, two women's. Or maybe a women's tag. And I know, you're limited by who can come to the shows right now. Everything, this is the ter- the worst year in the world to start a wrestling company. I understand that. But you got to do something with these women. Because you have the talent. Do not waste the talent of these women. Um, now, I mentioned I watched one match from the uh, from the Great American Bash NXT. And that was Keith Lee versus Adam Cole for the North American and NXT titles. And, people, and I've been told I should watch EO and Sasha Banks because it was fantastic. I just haven't. Uh, did I tell you about the week I've had the last couple of weeks? Um, but I did watch Keith Lee and Adam Cole... And it was a really good match and with a really interesting dynamic. And here, here's what I mean by that. In most matches in history, the really big guy who's strong and somewhat fast and, somewhat, and against a smaller, faster opponent, the smaller, faster opponent is the babyface and the big guy is the heel. Well, in this match, Keith Lee, the big guy, is absolutely the babyface. There's no shades of gray here. Uh, and Adam Cole, Littler, is the heel. And they do such a good job of Cole beating out Keith Lee's strength with his speed and agility, which is normally a babyface move, but he does it so well and so smarmily, smarmily? That's not a word, that he's still the heel. And so when Keith Lee counters a fast move with one of his huge, amazing strength moves, you think, yeah, look at this amazing babyface. Uh, my favorite spot of the match, and I don't know if I've never seen it before or just hadn't paid attention, but the struggleplex, where Keith Lee is standing on the middle rope. Adam Cole's on the apron. Keith Lee grabs him, lifts him all the way up and down for a superplex without him moving. That is 
amazing <laughs> the the amount of strength and again a lot of that credit goes to Adam Cole, but it's an amazing amazing move. Um, the finish, Adam Cole hits the the three super kicks. He hits two last calls, one without the knee pad, and he goes up top for the Panama Sunset one more time. But as he jumps down, Keith Lee grabs him, hits the spirit bomb, and then lifts him up and hits the Big Bang Destroyer attack. I don't... This, okay, they're Dragon Ball Z moves. The Big Bang. He hits the Big Bang, and he pins Adam Cole one, two, three. And Keith Lee is your North American and NXT champion. He is a double champion and a world of double champions right now. Um, Keith Lee... And Bailey and Naito are all double champions in this world right now. And Chris, granted, Naito's not in WWE, obviously. Um, but it brings up an interesting fact that um, someone pointed out this week. In WWE, only about 40, if I remember correctly, 42% of people in WWE are people of color. People of color, whether it be black, Hispanic, Asian, Pacific Islander, North uh, Native American. Um, you know, not white folks. But right now, of their 15 main roster titles, 11 of them are held by people of color. And that's amazing. Um, flipping through the Raw that we're going to talk to you here, talk about here in a minute, everyone on that show who is a champion is a person of white, uh, is, is a white person. And the fact that we're, we've come to a point now where something like 72, 73%. And that may, that may number may be off. Maybe more than that, actually. Um, of the champions are people. That's a, that's fantastic because you know, my children are people of color. They're, they're passing, but they are people of color. Um, so is my wife. It's incredible that, um, that we're here. And, and, so, who are the white people? Who are the white people that are spoiling this 100% ratio? Uh, it's, of course, Braun in the Universal title, Drew with the WWE title, AJ with the icon, uh, the icon, the Intercontinental Champion, and, of course, um, Imperium, who are the NXT Tag Team Champions. But that means your U.S. title, which is... And I have this list, and I'm going to see if I can do it from memory. Your U.S. title is currently held by Apollo Crews. That's awesome. Uh, SmackDown, or Raw Tag Team titles, the... Uh, Street Profits. I always want to call them the primetime players, and that sounds kind of bad, but they, they give off a Titus and Darren Young vibe uh, to me. You know, the millions of dollars and the, and the We Want the Smoke, the, those things in my head kind of congeal. But it's the Street Profits. You're, you, Asuka's your Raw Women's Champion. Over on SmackDown, you've got the New Day still as your tag team champions. Love that. Uh, Bailey is your women's ta- uh, champion. You got your women's tag team champions, Bailey and Sasha. Then you've, of course, got Keith Lee with half the belts in, in NXT. Our truth has got your 24-7 title. Io Shirai has got your NXT women's title. Uh, oh, and Santos Escobar has your Cruiserweight title. I think that's everybody. If not, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot uh, one of 11 things. So it's amazing, and I love that. Um, keep it up, WWE. Let, let's put that WWE title back on a person of color immediately. And by that, I'm like, who, who in the roster, and, and it's not lost to me that the two big world titles are still on white guys. And the upcoming challengers are white guys. Dolph 
and Bray are white. And if the rumors are to be believed, Orton is white. And if Orton wins it, then Edge is white. But over on SmackDown with the Universal title, who can we put that title on that's a person of color? I'd love to go back to Kofi. I'd love Big E to get a chance. Um, either one of those guys would be great. I'd love to see Ricochet shake off whatever dust has been shoveled on him and him to win the title. So, a lot of good there. Hopefully, we'll see that as we go ahead. Um, but let's talk about something not so good. Last week on SmackDown, we apparently hopped back in the way back machine and went back to the year of 2009, where they carted out Dana Brooke, Tamina, uh, Lacey Evans, and Naomi, and they had a four-way. No. Tag team match. No. what they have? They had... A karaoke contest. Now, we didn't go back to 1998 because they weren't in the lingerie. They were at least in the wrestling gear. But they had a karaoke contest. They carted these four women out here to sing. Uh, and Lacey did okay. If I remember correctly, Dana did not. Tamina tried to sing the game, uh, which I was down for. Let Tamina sing all the, all the, <laughs> all the motorheads she wants. Uh, and then Naomi sang, and she won. And then the, and then Lacey got jealous that she didn't win a karaoke contest, and that led to a heel turn and a match. Way to go, Bruce Pritchard. You screwed up the women's revolution. Uh, it's not irreparably, irreparably damaged, but I mean, with this going on, we've had all this great wrestling. We've had two years of Becky, Ronda, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, Asuka, and so what do we decide to do? Let's take these four women, instead of giving them matches to build uh, build them up as wrestlers, karaoke contest, and one of them be, will be jealous and, and all green-eyed monster, and that's why we'll have a match. That's poor 2011 thinking. Knock it off. Get this back together. We, You got four talents there. Make something happen. That's all I'm putting out there for that. Triple H this past week promised the return of some concepts. From the past. Um, of course, this past year, we have seen the return of In Your House. Um, and we have seen uh, the return of the Great American Bash. I want more of these to return. Um, the big one that came to mind quickly is Halloween Havoc. I want a proper Halloween-style show. Costumes and face masks. And a pro- you know, face masks and face masks for... Um, for for the guys in the crowd and spooky big pumpkin that let's let's do all the Halloween havoc stuff there. Um, it's telling that most of the things I thought of came from WCW. Um, I also thought about the triple cage, which I hate, but they could do some awesome stuff with if they would be careful. The triple cage, you know, the David Arquette win or loses the world title, turns on WCW, <clears throat> turns on uh, DDP world title. I, the triple cage can be fun if you do it right. Don't throw anybody off it, like Chris Canyon. Um, but the one that really came to mind, the one I really want to see uh, them bring back is World War Three. If you're not familiar with the World War Three concept, um, let me explain to you as best I can. Back in WCW, uh, they needed an answer to the Royal Rumble, and they had a vacant. WCW world title. They decided they were going to have a three ring 60 man battle royal. Over the top rope battle royal. It started with um it started with six 20 guys in each ring. Once you once it got down to 20 guys total, they all congealed into one ring 
And then they had that match, and whoever won that match got a championship match against the champion at Starcade. Except the first one was actually for the title itself. And I think, who won that one? Randy Savage, maybe? Um, what I remember most about this is, A, Lex Luger lost every time because he came come down to three guys. He put the guy up in the torch rack, and the third guy would toss him over the rope. It happened at least twice. But B, the last one I saw, and the last one I think they had, Kevin Nash, in his ring of 20 small little men and him, threw these guys out in about two minutes and then sat in the corner and rested for 25 minutes until it was time for the 20 to go in together. And then at the end, it came down to Hall, Nash, and Luger. Luger made his babyface comeback. He put Hall up in the torture rack and Nash threw him out and got the match with Goldberg at Starcade, where he ended the streak... Not uh, the streak, the winning streak, and um, and ruined Goldberg, which led to the finger poke of doom, which led to me stopping watching WCW. So it's all Kevin Nash's fault in the end. But I want to see a World War Three style match with um, NXT and NXT UK and some guys from the main roster. You pile them into three rings. The winner gets a shot at the Royal Rumble uh, takeover against the champion. Yeah, let's do that. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, any concepts you'd like to see return to, to NXT from the past? Um, King of the Ring, which they still do King of the Ring time from time to time. King Corbin's wearing a crown right now. Um, but there's all kinds of stuff they could do. Good and bad. I don't want to necessarily need the return of the Kiss My Foot match. The Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. Uh, we don't need any of those things, but good stuff. Good stuff from the past can absolutely return. And last but not least, let's talk about the summer... Of Punk. I've decided uh, I'm not watching these Raws. <laughs> I'm not watching these. I will watch the CM Punk stuff. Um, and we'll recap that each and every week. But the first match was the tag team of Eve Torres and Kelly Kelly versus the Bellas. Um, and this was before the Bellas got a lot better. And this was Eve and Kelly. I'm not, I'm not watching this. But we'll talk about the Punk stuff. And what's amazing is in the summer of Punk, WWE decided to do a show in the four-week build-up to the biggest match in Punk's career without CM Punk. John Cena opens the show. He comes down to the ring. He is wearing red. Uh, I mean, I thought, God, he looks like the Kool-Aid man. He would later say, look, I look like the Kool-Aid man in George. I was like, yeah, you do. Um, he came to the ring and said CM Punk had been suspended and stripped of his world title match because of the things he'd said last week. Last week, of course, was the pipe bomb. Um, and he said, that's not good enough. This is WWE. We have, uh, this is America. We have the freedom of speech. We can say what we want. If, they, if the top brass decides I can't dress the way I want to, are they going to strip me of my title? Are they going to kick me out of this con- uh, this company? No, they're not. And I've invited Vince McMahon here himself to explain to me why he took this match away from CM Punk, and I'm going to demand it be given back. That Then we jump all the way to the end of the show, because that's when Vince McMahon came out, because he, he doesn't go on before anybody else. Um, Vince McMahon says, uh, why did I suspend CM Punk? Because he deserved it. He said, uh, and he starts to leave the ring, and, and Cena's music hits, he comes out, and, and God bless John Cena, as mad, as mad as he is, he comes out. He's not doing the, the thing with the word life hands and, and waving the crowd. But he still manages to look at the camera, salute his weird salute. Like, Okay, do a salute. 
If you're an American, you probably turned your hand somewhat around to 45 degrees, tapped it to your forehead, and went on. If you are uh, British, you probably turned your palm completely out and went on. John Cena salute. He puts his hand full vertical to his forehead and throws it down with all of his might. I said Naito was double champion earlier, didn't I? Evil's double champion now. Sorry. Um, he throws it down with all of his might. That's a weird... So he gets in the ring and says, That's not good enough, Vince McMahon. Punk earn this match. The people want to see this match. You make this match happen. And Vince says, No. He says, So you're going to strip this from him for speaking his mind, for using the First Amendment. You... He used to say whatever you wanted in this ring. You took down Ted Turner. Have your massive grapefruit shrunk down to peach pits? And this man goes, now listen, you, you listen to me. The reason I beat Ted Turner, the reason I beat everybody and built this empire is because I take calculated risks. Letting Punk have this match would not be a calculated risk because I don't think you can beat him. You will lose, and he will embarrass me. So he's so you're embarrassed. So you you get embarrassed. God forbid we embarrass the billionaire. Give him this match. And eventually, Vince says no. I won't risk him leaving because uh, and this is my company, not yours. You think you're any better than Hogan? You think you're any better than Austin? This is my company, not yours. And Cena finally gets the picture. Like, okay, everyone's replaceable. You don't want him to take the title because it won't mean anything if he does, but you're making it mean nothing now. He gives the title back to Vince, and he walks out. And Vince says, hang on, don't you walk away from me. You stop right there. And he storms up the ramp, and you can see Vince is struggling uh, to get up the ramp with this heavy, heavy title belt. He says, here's your damn title. Fine, you want this match? You got this match. But if you lose John Cena, you're... That's, That's what he sounds like. And my first thought was, wow, they managed to pull off a summer of punk build match without punk. And wow, Vincent Mann was a doddering old man nine years ago. He's marble mouth. He steps over his word or he stumbles over his words. And I get it. I know I do too, but I'm not on TV. I'm on a podcast. Vince McMahon is on TV every week or was for a long time. And he cannot speak without screwing something up. And luckily, luckily, he would see that light and he wouldn't be on TV as much starting pretty soon after this. Um, but he did a great job with the emotion, building up John Cena saying, Listen, you really want this match, you can have it, but if you lose, you're fired. And I was like, oh God, that just tells me that he's going to win. At least that's what it told me in, in 2011. We're about three weeks out. We'll be talking about this match very soon. I've decided we're going to go a little bit farther. Maybe we'll go to SummerSlam. Um, but once Kevin Nash comes out and, and, and power bombs CM Punk, we're done. We're not going into, uh, the, the Kevin Nash matches, the Alberto Del Rio swap arounds. No, we're stopping at SummerSlam. We're gonna go a little farther because that is the summer of punk. Um, that's gonna be it for the gift podcast this week. I am the Monday night delight man. Shop. You can follow me on Twitter at MN underscore delight. Follow all of us at addict underscore wrestle. Check out. Uh, our patreon.com slash radio. Check out our merch store. Uh, here we go. Teespring.com backslash stores backslash wrestle hyphen attic hyphen radio. Uh, check out all of our gear. Get in there. Find some good stuff for you. Um, 
I wore my gift of pride, gift of podcast pride T-shirt to Rural King, um, and and Kate asked a very important question. They asked, "What's Rural King?" If you don't know what Rural King is, it's not a place you want to wear a pride T-shirt. Um, I walked. It's a farm and and kind of hunting supply store. That's where I was, get, I was getting my rubber boots to take care of the the flood this weekend. And yeah, I grabbed the, I grabbed a shirt. I I grabbed my Delight Show Pride T-shirt, which again fire. And I uh, I put that on and I walked in there and had my headphones in. And the old white men around said horrible things because they uh, because I was wearing a Pride T-shirt in their blessed farming store. Sad, really. Uh, that's that's going to be it for us. Check us all out. Uh, check out my gift podcast last week. And uh, I'll see you next week. Have a good day.